This is Dungeons and Dragons. This episode, The Gang Goes to Bramswood, is the first installment in our first campaign, The Valley of Doors. Three of our adventurers, Frenelith, Tark, and Dimly, banded together some years ago. As they each pursued their own goals, a series of intertwining events brought them together over time. Finding that these goals aligned and that their skill sets complemented each other nicely, they bonded over common scholarly backgrounds and interests. Frenelith, a rock gnome sorcerer and former professor of magical disciplines, is looking for ways to find his lost family. Tark Perzal, a half-elf arcane trickster, augments her natural bookishness with magic in her fight to take down oppressors. Dimly, son of Loin, a dwarven paladin of the ancients, comes from a family of engineers and seeks to prove that his chosen path of righteousness has its own merits by avenging his homeland that was desecrated by gnolls. A recent excursion took them to the small town of Kesselwick, where they met Gareth, a Goliath battlemaster in search of a lost temple of his ancient clan. So, let's start with Oliver introducing his character, Dimly. Four foot six and thirteen stone, with red hair and a beard shot through with white, Dimly Ordelve is a mountain dwarf paladin. Dimly is the third son of a prosperous mine-owning family. Hates his family, does Dimly. So obsessed are his brothers with the disposition of the family fortune, and so content his parents are to watch them squabble over it. Dimly himself has secretly forsworn all claim to their fortune, blood-soaked as it is. For the Ordell family name is true mockery now. None of the last three generations of Ordelves have themselves delved a thing. They instead rely on what the older generations call the proper order of the mountain world, and what Dimly and his sworn band of radical friends call slavery. The Ordelves and the rest of the capital class of the mining region have for centuries exploited the labor of a local population of half-orcs, keeping them in bondage to the company store. Dimly, after a long childhood, has finally matured, and at a youthful 150 burns to overturn the accepted order of his people. He has set out on a spiritual crusade, determined to find like-minded people in the wider world and recruit them to the cause of freedom for the half-orcs. For while Dimly recognizes that his own physical power is formidable indeed, it takes more than one person to change the course of history. And now Scott Bozarth will introduce his character, Gareth. Gareth is a seven and a half foot, 300 plus pound Goliath from the distant Ice Rim Mountains. His tough gray skin helps protect him from the extreme cold of those mountains, as well as physical damage from those who seek him harm. From the day he was born in his tribe, he is trained for combat. He is accomplished at hand-to-hand fighting, but prefers wielding a sword and shield. Feeling dissatisfied with his life in the tribe and the hardships of survival in the mountains, he left them to explore the world below and to hone his skills as a warrior. A short time after he left, he learned that his tribe was decimated by a surprise knoll raid, 
and it made the prospect of every turning home unlikely, except for the possibility of one day returning to exact revenge on them. Becoming accustomed to life and civilization was a bit difficult for Garth, but it was softened by his newfound love of ale, and he can be frequently found at the local tavern. He has gotten by with utilizing his massive frame and skill with a sword as a bodyguard, but ultimately he has been unsatisfied with the local work. Fortunately, he ran into the group in the tavern, and after besting them and everyone else in the room in arm-wrestling, they became friends, and he decided to accompany them on their adventures. Now Greg will introduce Frenolith. My character is Frenolith, a rock gnome and sorcerer. Standing at 3 feet 2 inches and roughly 105 pounds, you can always find him smoking his pipe, but you'll be hard-pressed to get him to tell you what's in it. He has red skin, which is not a normal shade for gnomes. This was a result of an experiment in opening portals into demon realms gone awry. His curiosity with these experiments tends to lead to a lot of great finds, but also can lead to serious consequences. One of those experiments caused his wife and child to be lost in a portal. Finding a way to bring them back is his one true mission, but he has yet to find the right spell. He speaks several languages, but most notably Draconic, which helps in his knowledge slash interactions with dragons. As a child, he worked in a family-run circus, and his father handled the dragons. They used the savings from that job to send him to Mismore University. He went on to become a professor in demonology studying under Mortiferum, who was once one of the most powerful rock gnomes. On his deathbed, Mortiferum entrusted Frenolith with a mysterious book. This book is filled with notes and information on the demon realm much of which Frenolith has yet to master. He's also, by rock gnome standards, like super-duper extremely handsome. And lastly, I will introduce Tark, and my name is also Scott. So my character is Tark Perzal. Um, she is a half-elf woman. She'd be very tall for an elf, but quite short for a human. Um, she's slight in stature, blonde, and more than accustomed to catching unwelcome stares from elfin men, human men, or other unwelcome suitors. She's been long estranged from her family and only speaks of them in very vague terms, even to her closest friends. Uh, since her teen years, she's been dedicated to the study of the arcane, and she believes that her persistence in this search for knowledge will guide her to being a force in improving the lives of the powerless. That said, her drive isn't really for creating good exactly, but rather uh, destroying the corrupt and vile forces that she's seen gain power in her 30 years. She's lived on her own for many years, and as a rogue, she's learned to be stealthy, clever, and perceptive of the weaknesses of those she encounters. Uh, she can come across as a bit cold to new acquaintances, maybe, uh, but she takes pride in the love she derives from her keen understanding of those who have earned her trust and as an arcane trickster uh, she's augmented her bookish tendencies with illusions and spells uh, borrowed from uh, wizardry uh, and we'll talk more about that in a minute when we describe uh, the skills we picked up at level three where we're starting this adventure so now that we've met our adventurers i'll remind you that they met in kesselwick so in Kesselwick, the four were asked by a local leader to help a visiting elven wizard named Nalima track down her brother Naren, who had gone missing and was suspected to have fallen in with a cult. 
her hunch was correct, and the four adventurers helped her recover Naren and dispel a possession within him. His mind was now clear, and Naren informed them all that the cult, known as the Black Worm, was operating out of the nearby Gateway Valley. Despite being infamous for its strange occurrences and ominous tales, or perhaps because of them, the party decided to follow his lead. Knowing the dangers of the Gateway Valley, the four decided to capitalize on their luck in meeting each other and work together. They traveled west to the town of Bramswood, which sits at the southern opening of the valley. Having arrived at Bramswood and procured rooms at the Fungus and Flagons Inn, the party begins their investigation into the Black Worm Cult and into the foreboding valley itself. And the next voice you'll hear will be our DM, Eric. And you you got there, you kind of, you know, you met the proprietor of the Fungus and Flagons. You secured, secured your rooms, kind of took it easy for the night, and you're waking up the next day, and the floor is yours at that point. Awesome. So we are in Bramswood, and he said he thinks their base is in Bramswood as well, or is that somewhere or it's, else? It's in the valley somewhere. Okay. That whole gateway valley that you have the map of. Which is north yep. of Bramswood there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, cool. Um, I kind of want to describe the changes and stuff to Tark since mm-hmm. the upgrade. And I, like if people have their characters upgraded and stuff for third level, I want to hear that stuff. Because like, at least I have a bunch of cool shit that I didn't before. Cool. If people are interested. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. So... One of the alleyways you can go down as a rogue is an arcane trickster to become an arcane trickster. And basically what it is, is in addition to roguish tendencies of being good at thievery and stuff, you also get some powers as from basically a wizard from the wizard area. So I got spells now in addition to uh, my other proficiencies. So my, I have three cantrips, Blade Ward, which I can cast on myself to give myself, I think, resistance to weapon attacks, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. I'm not sure how resistance works, but we can talk about that later. Uh, Half damage. Half damage? Okay, cool. Yep. Mage Hand, which is that magical little hand I can go put anywhere within 30 feet of myself and it can open doors and steal things which is fun get out of my underpants but (laughs) (laughs) I can store it there if you'd like stealth check (laughs) is it a warming hand or like a cold hand it doesn't say I would imagine it's pretty cold (laughs) it's it's ghostly so I'll I'll pass Uh, you you never know it's there really actually yeah Oh, oh. <laughs> I also have message so I can point at somebody and say something just to them that only they can hear. Uh, and they, and that, they can other... reply back, I believe, too. Uh, so you could text them, basically? Basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, and they can reply in a whisper that only I can hear. Yep. So those are all cantrips. I can do those whenever I want. Um, and then I have first level spells, charm person, which makes somebody like me disguise self to make myself look like somebody else, but it's kind of a weak illusion. Like if I 
make myself look fat and I have a big belly, somebody's arm would pass right through it, for example. Yeah, yeah. You look the part, but if someone actually gets close enough to make contact, they'll they'll yep. know something's up. And then I have Thunder Wave, which is a wave of thunderous force that sweeps out from me. Every creature in a 15-foot cube must take a constitution saving throw and take 2d8 damage, etc. And it also blows away unsecured objects. So anything within 15 feet of me gets hurt or gets blown away if it's not nailed down, which sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like the Magnavox like stereo sound wave thing, basically. So that's what's new. I'm yep. a trickster, arcane trickster, kind of wizard, rogue. Yeah, and that, that Thunder Wave is, is going to be one of the few like pure offensive spells you get. It is definitely geared towards like sneaking and, and stealthiness and thievery and, and, and you know deception and stuff like that. So they kind of they kind of corral you into those things, but they give you a little bit of leeway to pick some other kind of random shit if you want to. Yeah, that's exactly how it worked. It said like two of the three spells have to come from illusion or abjuration yeah so you're not going to be like frontalith throwing fireballs everywhere or anything like right so yeah i used that one in uh balder gate a bunch a few of my characters had that it's so great to like launch people off of cliffs and stuff like that because there's like just a lot of elevation changes so it's nothing more satisfying to like blow someone off a a cliff and just watch them fall (laughs) (laughs) who else got new shit I got some new stuff. Um, so first of all, Dimly has opted to take the Oath of the Ancients, which uh, he casts his lot with the side of the light in the cosmic struggle against darkness because they be- they love the beautiful and life-giving things of the world, not necessarily because they believe in principles of honor, courage, and justice. I knew I liked you. So, yes. So this is... Uh, you know, Dimly feels, you know, he, he comes from uh, a race of mountain dwarves um, who have, a, you know, a long tradition of, of you know, metallurgy and, and jewelry and things like that. But Dimly feels strong, more, more closely aligned with, you know, the earth that they live in rather than the things that he can dig out of it. And so he's, he's seeking his place in the world that, that agrees more with that feeling than, you know, with the tradition of his family. Um, so one of the uh, the new spells I get, uh, actually, sorry. So first I get a, uh, a cantrip, which is I can channel divinity, uh, which allows me to channel divine energy to fuel magical effects. Um, so there's a couple of those. There's nature's wrath. Uh, I can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet. Um, the creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw, um, or be restrained. And then it can repeat the saving throw at the end of each turn on six and then uh, freeze itself on success. And then I also have turn the faithless so I can present my holy symbol and each fae or fiend within 30 feet of me that can hear me must make a, uh, wisdom saving throw. And on failure, the creature is turned for a minute or until it takes damage. Uh, so that's kind of cool. So those and are then action, I have a, so those are like a full action in combat instead of attacking. Is that right? 
Yes. Yep. I, yes. Yes. As an action. So channel divinity is as an action. So I assume that means taking up a full action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and for for anybody who doesn't know, I, I, I don't know if we've used the term turn yet, uh, but you used it there. So it's essentially turn undead is a, is a very common use of it. And it essentially means that anything that's affected by it, it runs away from you as fast as they can. Um, but as you get stronger, eventually it, it goes from making them run away to just basically disintegrating them. Um, Sweet. So that's probably in the future at some point for you. I am also now a uh, able to speak with animals as a spell. I can uh, speak with animals. I think, does anybody else in our group already have that? No, I think Greg has animal proficiency, but no spell, right? Okay. I, I think I, sp- I speak draconic, so I think there's like dragon there. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I have a lot of dragon elements with me. Like I learned, I have a dragon's breath. Uh, you continue. Sorry. Doof, doof. Uh, oh, yeah. And so also <laughs> I have a new spell, Divine Favor. Oh, I'm sorry, I already talked about that one it was speak with animals and ensnaring ensnaring strike which is actually a lot like the cantrip except that um this writhing mass of thorny vines also has piercing damage on every turn that the uh that they don't throw it's it's another they have to do a saving throw and if it doesn't succeed then that they're still bound for the next turn but this one also causes damage at the same time sweet yeah and uh, that's, you know, that's Dimly's. That's the latest on Dimly. <laughs> Over to you, Trenolith. Uh, nothing too crazy exciting. Um, I have a Chaos Bolt, um, which is pretty dope. I mean, I just have like, yeah, you can like, I added that. Can I not add that, Eric? No, you totally can. I, I just hadn't heard of it, so. Um, chaos. Is that a weapon? I'm into it. Yeah. What? What is it? It is a spell. Um, you hurl an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy at one creature in range. Oh, interesting. So you get the it randomly picks the type of damage it does. Huh. And then I also got a double uh, a spell that allows me to. Where the fuck is it? God damn it! Shoots. Double it doubles my um, my fire like where, where I shoot at, so it gets up to. Oh yeah, these are your um, sorcery point things, right? Where you can mm-hmm. cast. F- yeah, which two did you pick? Distance and then distance and then why the fuck can't I find it right now? Oh, distance spell. It's at the bottom, the bottom of your actions. Meta magic distance spell, meta magic yes, spell. and heightened spell. Yes, those are the ones. There it is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So he basically has a pool of, of points that he can use to manipulate his spells in certain ways. Like those are the two he picked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also he can kind of trade those spell points for extra spell slots if he wants. So he kind of has um, his spell casting ability is a little more customizable on the fly. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that like with the, Allowing the ability to uh, shoot from a further distance allows me to uh, pinpoint things, I think, and uh, snipe things, I think, which is kind of neat. Yeah. 
if we want to put it into terms that are uh, more applicable to Warzone. <laughs> Uh, of course. Now, now I understand it. Thank you for now that. Now you understand it. Well, when you said doof doof to the dragon's breath, I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, so how does sorcery points work? It's similar to uh, Dimly's lay on hands points where he can, he has a pool of them per rest. Um, in Dimly's case, it's essentially just to heal people. But uh, for Greg, he can basically, when he goes to cast a spell, he can opt to use one of those sorcery points to either make it go uh, further. Yeah. Um, yeah, one doubles the range. Yeah, doubles the range, and then the other... Uh, he can spend three points to give one of the targets disadvantage on the saving throw, which basically... Uh, Just trying to fuck things up. Makes it harder to dodge a little bit. And, yeah, and, there's, that, there's like and a, that saving throw is... They, oh, they're def- okay, yeah, their defense on the attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're trying to evade something, gotcha. he's tossing at them. Scott Thero, you want to go? Tell us what's cool and new. Scott Bozarth, you mean? Oh, I meant Bozarth. You just want me to go again? I do. Can you go again? Actually, your voice <laughs> is just so nice. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, so my level up is uh, just further along my abilities as a fighter. So. Since that's kind of my backstory, and it's all about perfecting that art of fighting, um, I've incorpor- I've got a few new skills. Um, I've decided to go down the route of a of being a battle master, and what that what that does for you is you give it's you're given uh, some superiority dice, which is our uh, d8s. Uh, I start off with four d8s that I can use for um, three new skills. So the skills I can pick, I picked out of a list. Um, one's called, they're called maneuvers. And the first one is called brace. And uh, when a creature moves into the range, into a reach of you with a melee weapon, you can use your reaction to uh, expend one superiority dice to make attack against a creature. So if I've made an attack already and in the creature's turn it moves into my uh, spear reach with my melee weapon, I can use a superiority dice to attack it and uh, if the attack hits, I can add the superiority dice to the weapon's damage roll. It's almost kind of like a reverse... Um, opportunity attack of opportunity yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah like all all of these are basically about giving me more attacks so like my attacks aren't especially powerful um they're all kind of done with a long sword or whatever melee weapon i have but these all these um maneuvers i have allow me more opportunities to make these attacks so that's one so if it's moving into my space, which is good because I've always I'm kind of trying to be the tank, and if if they are like trying to and they seem like enemies in the past may try to kind of ignore me a little bit, now I can still get these kind of attacks on them. So that's that's the first one, brace. The other one's parry, and that's when a and the creature damages me. I can use a reaction and make an attack against it. Um, 
I can actually, sorry, I can use uh, my superiority dice to reduce the damage to me. Um, Sweet. And is that like, you could do that every, like if we're in a, in a battle with whatever, five skeletons, every time they hit you, you get the chance to. Yeah, but uh, I only have once, once per round. Oh yeah, you're limited by your superiority dice. Gotcha. Well, it has to also be his reaction, which you only get one per round. Okay. By default, unless Mm -hmm. you somehow pick up an ability to get another. Mm -hmm. Oh, so if multiple people attack him, he can only... Oh, okay. But still, that's pretty awesome. Sweet. And then the third one is another... It's a similar kind of uh, thing. So if a, a creature misses me with a melee attack, I can use my, reaction, my reaction and expend one dice to make an attack against it. Um, and then I can attack, I can add the dice dice's roll to the damage on the hit if I connect. So That's awesome. Just, just little things there to like allow me more opportunities to strike people because otherwise it's I'm kind of a low damage dealer, I feel like. And that's about it. The other couple I have that I've only used a handful of times that you may not know about is that I have Stone's Endurance. Uh, that's a Goliath trait, and that I can reduce uh, damage to myself on one attack per short rest uh, by a roll with a d12, which is pretty good if we go that's against some, yeah. some baddies. And then I also have the opportunity for a second wind attack, so I can use two attacks uh, one time per short rest. And you have Action Surge. Um, oh, that's what I meant. Action Surge. Is that new? Yeah, no, yeah, that's not new. Yeah. Action that's Surge old. and Second Wind, yeah. Yeah, Second Wind is another uh, regain health move, so I should, in right. lieu of being any, having any spells to heal myself, I can use these to uh, give myself some more hit points twice per short rest. Yeah, and then Action Surge was what I was talking about, actually. Yeah, I, I think at these early stages like that, the uh, fighters have a lot of options per turn, and it can be tough to remember all the different shit you can do. Um, so. When in doubt, yeah. smack them again. Yep, pretty much. I'm, I'm ready to do some smacking. Let's go some shit. <laughs> uh, cool. So, yes, you... you uh, have made your way to Bromswood. You have secured your rooms at the Fungus and Flagons Inn, uh, run by the uh, halfling Bexley Farhill. Um, and as is the case in any proper medium-sized medieval town, there's a notice board uh, in the middle of the town square with um, sort of the goings-on, points of concern, uh, things like that. Um, and having shown up in town yesterday, you got acquainted a little bit with your surroundings and you, you know, that there's the blacksmith, um, there is, uh, my notes here. Yeah. There's pioneer square fungus and flagons in, uh, there is the twin pines provision, uh, Morden's grindstone, the, uh, Blacksmith, Church of St. Marriott. Um, sort of on the far-flung edges of town, there's a place called the King's Seal Butchery. 
the Shapers Guild, which is essentially uh, lots of woodworking going on there, but generally speaking, it's kind of like uh, the arts and crafts section of town, uh, which is one thing that Brumswood used to be known for when it was uh, a little more uh, affluent and things were rosier. Uh, and then there's the Elder Hall and Constabulary, which has uh, a small uh, roster of town guard, but uh, not what you would call a um, a full-fledged force. So they can they can kind of keep keep an eye on town police local goings on if need be, but uh, not a whole lot else. So is there an updated Bramswood map, or is it the same one from a while ago? Uh that's the same. Yeah, I didn't really change anything there. All right, because okay. that was a. It's a little bit different. I just scrolled back to the old map, and it's. Yeah, the, the the last thing you said about the police, I think, is new, or the. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they don't. They like the so they show. actually they don't have a headquarters per se. It's kind of a loosely organized, uh, almost like a souped-up town watch. Um, okay, and what were they called so, again? Constabu- the constabulatory. Yes, constabulary. The elder, elders constabulary. Yeah. Well, there's the Elder Constables. Hall, which is run by Katri Stonebridge, uh, who I believe you were introduced to before uh, when you showed up in town. Yeah, and the constabulary is essentially like, yeah, they're not really a. There's no physical location for for them per se. It's just kind of a town watch of sorts. Gotcha. Cool. And Naren gave us a loose idea of where we might go north into the valley. Yeah, he... But he wasn't quite sure, is that right? All he knew is that they, from his recollection, because like I said, it was it's it's a bit fuzzy now that he's kind of been mm-hmm. brought back down to Earth, um, is that they were operating or, or they had more of a presence in the valley, but specifically where he, he was not able to tell you. Okay. So I think let's look at that board and see who needs help. Yeah. Who can yeah. we? Yeah. Who can we assist? Nice. So uh, yeah, or who can we hurt? Kind of tromp out into the mud, uh, in in to the uh, overcast morning uh, here in Bromswood. There's uh, the the board is kind of off off to one of the sides, kind of on the south end of the town square, uh, and in amongst some of the more mundane postings about you know people needing to borrow this and that if someone has you know this farming implement or a cart to lend or something like that you find three three notes that are possibly of interest uh first one reads silver mines in vostik looking for able hands good pay one meal per day provided must come equipped see tuka grinsk at depart company uh now vostik is a town that some of you would have heard of it's it's sort of halfway up the valley uh it's probably a good solid two days travel from here so it's not not the other end of the world but um take a little bit to get there so if, I, if i'm standing there and and see the option to go work in a mine for silver you can see that i'm just totally not into it <laughs> i don't know who was reading that out but i'm i'm just it's not at all what I'm interested Ice in doing. over, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, noted. Uh, the second, uh, you'll see in big, bold, no, I big do bold it. letters. What's that? You said you do want to do it? 
I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to spend the next hour and a half just um, mining. Mining not, silver. Yeah, it's just mine. I don't want to fight or do anything. Let's just. So you're just going to open a, a fantasy business mining company? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what's the next thing next on the board? Thing, uh, big, giant, bold letters up top. Uh, wanted for robbery, uh, and it just says, "Traveling woman, short dark hair, white streak, fur-lined cloak, seen at Tabid and Mots." Uh, which is the low? Did she steal Dalmatians? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Traveling woman, what? Interesting. Didn't think of that. I had. I. I had a like sketch short, slash short hair with a white streak, fur lined cloak. <laughs> God damn, it does sound like that, doesn't it? <laughs> let's see. Let's uh, we'll we'll ditch the fur lined cloak. She just had a, <laughs> she just had a regular cloak. Yeah, you said it. You said it. <laughs> Cannon now. Somebody I follow on Twitter tweeted something like, "If it were me, I would simply not name my daughter Cruella." <laughs> <laughs> I saw a link about uh, something they're doing now. I have a live action to that too, and I was like, oh, "Why? What a weird yeah. name!" Like Emma Stone. I was Stone it. I didn't see the yeah the trailer. I just saw the headline. But uh, yeah, so she was last seen in uh, the local um, apothecary, Tabin and Mots. Uh and it says, "See Elder Katri for more information. Reward twenty five gold pieces. Twenty five. So, this is their prime." A prime suspect, apparently. Uh, there was no sketch on it, but their description is, um, I guess. Tabin and Mots, is it? See, Elder, somebody. Yes, the town elder, Katri. Uh, and the third is, uh, it says, warning, suspicion of wolf beast in the area. Horses and sheep slaughtered in the night near Agar- Agarwald Forest, past Muddy Creek. And that does have a sketch of a... That's a lot. Of a... That one sounds real fun. nasty looking, beastly, growling face on it. Not particularly well drawn, nice. but you get the idea. Save the sheep, man. Let's save the sheep. I guess I we might get some uh, money. We might get some uh, food out of it. Maybe some meat. We have a sweater. Yeah, could do that. Yeah. For our journey, yeah, that way we have some some supplies to journey up to um, up the valley. For our uh, for our trip, yeah. Where was that? Uh, so that would be heading north out of town. Uh, you would be heading kind of up into the valley towards um, a place called Agar Agarwald Forest, which is a couple hours from where you're at. Um, All you right. should be able to at this point probably get there by middayish. Um. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, do you just want to head up so right the right there, or do you want to? Uh, yeah. Ask around, or what? What would your plan of action be there? I'm gonna get some breakfast at the end. It's in the Continental. Get a Danish or two. The uh, the bank. Yeah, at least talk to the uh, bangers and buttons. The bartender, see if we can learn anything real quick. Get a couple choice mushrooms. All right. Where's that menu at? I know I sent you guys a menu at one point. <laughs> it's probably way back up. Uh, I can paste it in the chat. There it is. I got it. I like how there's Sprite and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know exactly. I couldn't tell you what That's fantasy Coke or Sprite actually is. It's actually, it's Coke. It's, it's, it's cocaine. Ah, oh, yes. You get a pint of cocaine. 
<laughs> Do you get a bonus movements for the next few rounds? Yeah, actually, the, the next combat would be all you. Nobody else gets to turn at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're especially good at cleaning. <laughs> so I'm going to get a, a soup. A soup and a ginger ale. Soup and ginger ale? Okay, all right. Sounds good. What's the bartender's name there? Do we, uh, That's Bexley. Have record? Yeah. Oh yeah, Bexley. How's it going, Bexley? I'll take uh, soup and a ginger ale. We're gonna head up to uh, the Agarwal Forest. Agarwal? Agar? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The old Agarwal. He says he's like, "What you doing up there?" I think there's a been a spot of trouble in that region lately. Hope you're gonna go through there uh, expediently. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're looking for trouble, but we're hoping to to solve it. Oh, really? Is that so? I shouldn't be surprised looking at, at you lot, armed up like you are. Yeah, we heard there's uh, some trouble up there with some livestock getting... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, there's a... Uh, Eaten? More recently than that, there was a tale from uh, the town of uh, Archmire. Nice. I think we should go after these... Whatever. What was it? Wolf. It, it's described as Unknown a wolf creature. beast. It's not particularly. So, uh, so let's do that with no plan. Specific. Let's just. That's kind of what I was wondering. It's like you guys were like, "All right, let's go." I'm like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> well, I figure we let's talk talk to the uh, the tavern innkeeper a little bit and see if he has any thoughts. Um, can refine our direction a little bit if we're. Yeah, so he, uh, you know, as you guys were sort of chit-chatting and ordering your food, and he's, he's bringing it all out, and you've got your, your assortment of uh, meats and mushrooms and ales and, and whatnot, and soup, I believe, was ordered. Soup and a ginger soup ale. Soup and a ginger ale. Classic. Classic combo. Mm-hmm. Yes, so the, the most recent uh, incident that is probably has to do with this, this beast of sorts uh, was that there were uh, some traders uh, coming down from... Uh, a town not too far to the north uh, in the valley called Archmire. Uh, they were um, hired to basically haul a load of logs down because it's it's a bit of a logging community up there in Archmire. Uh, and they were camping out overnight between the two towns. And something uh, attacked them in the night uh, in their camp. Uh, it grabbed one of the two horses that they had detached from their cart uh, and dragged it off into the woods screaming. Uh, and they hopped on the other horse that was left and hightailed it out of there as fast as they could back up to Archmire. This tale was kind of kind of via hearsay made its way back down to, to Bronzewood. Uh, and now Bexley is recounting the tale and is happy to Mark the spot on your map where this supposedly happened and is uh, kind of sarcastically wishing you well and hope you don't die. Right. So is the uh, person that has this, uh, is it a bounty or like, uh, is there a reward? It does not say specifically that there is. It's just kind of a warning to be careful. But uh, no. It's not a. It's not a terrible assumption to think that if you were to uh, do something about it, that uh, somebody somewhere would see fit to reward you. And those guys were from Archmire, you said. Yes. So we could go 
Ultimately, we could go to Archmire first, see if we can find them, or investigate Archmire. Um, yeah. Say that. I mean, we gotta find someone to pay us before we do the task. Otherwise, who the fuck's gonna pay us? After That's the a good task? point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We have to go find the person first. And Archmire is kind of on the way. Like the Agarwald Forest is there. Yeah. It's a bit east, uh, yeah, maybe it's like, five miles east of the trail we would usually take, but... Yeah, the forest is sort of... It's on the main road through the valley, kind of right in the middle between Bromswood and Archmire. Oh, okay. If, um, memory serves. I'm kind of picturing the map in my head here, but... What I'm thinking here is, like, since you guys are kind of poking around town doing your recon and, and whatnot, this can kind of be, like, the session zero, and we're, since we're kind of at 9.15. I don't know how much we'd get done, but it was good to get, like, a lot of this kind of stuff out of the way, and then I think we can actually, like, do the damn thing next time. Um, which, I know, I, I hate, cool. hate making that suggestion, but I think at this point probably makes the most sense. I don't know about you guys, but... I have no plans ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm under no time pressure. <laughs> I have no obligations to get this episode in the can or Guys, this adventure I, done or I'm I'm pretty much booked <laughs> should I go full melon what do you think I know you guys can see this back here but you should get the Ted Cruz you gotta get the undercut mullet yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. somebody I saw a tweet somebody said that in Canada that's called the full diesel for some reason <laughs> I didn't get to roll any dice. Can we do something where I can roll some dice? <laughs> oh, yeah. You got this new fresh dice. Fresh out the box. We, we can dick around Bramswood, can't we? Fresh out the tube. Uh, sh yeah, sure. Um, can we go to, like, where haven't we been? The grindstone? You got your daggers there, but... Or we can get drunk at the Fungus and Flagons, and I can challenge someone to an arm wrestling match. I mean, we don't have to go to the church. I just want to hear about it. I just wanted to. I just want to know what Saint Marriott was a saint for. She is the. She is the peasant. So she. Uh, she is called Saint Marriott the peasant. All right, I challenge Garth to a hand wrestling match, arm wrestling match. I'm gonna arm wrestle your fucking arm off. Yeah, you guys know how to do that. Un unarmed strikes. Uh. Actually, no, that would, uh, arm wrestling, that would be uh, opposed strength checks. There we go. Everybody get out your d20. You're going to roll. Uh, oh, Christ, what's my strength? Probably. Plus five. I'm pretty strong. Shit. How Wait, hold happen? up. What now? What? Str oh, plus no, zero. three. Wait, zero. is it? Strength. Is it, oh, saving through? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm looking at Garth. Shit. Ah. <laughs> 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 like, damn. You rip uh, off your own arm looking at me. So I've got I've got the brand new dice advantage. You going you going red or gold? Are my health points back up? Yeah, we're we're starting fresh all that shit. Can I how do I modify it? I just guess. Alright, so wait one second. Mine says current twenty one, max twenty eight. I think it went up yeah, when you level when up. I yeah, leveled yeah, up. Yeah. But, yeah. But my health didn't go up with it. It does proportionally. So if you if you were missing like six hit points or something when you level up, you're still missing six, but it moves them both up. I think. 
if I'm if I'm. But since but we're, we're just right. starting now, I think it yeah, makes sense. We're starting over. Just do a long right. rest. So I'm just maxing fresh. it out then. Yeah. Okay. But I, I was going to say actually before we get into the arm wrestling match, um, <laughs> there's a setting. Because <laughs> I need to get my dice out. There's again. a setting in the character sheet that says um, when you level up, you can do hit dice average, or you can actually roll it. I think from here on out, we should roll it. It's more fun. Okay. Rolling what? Oh yeah. So so far, when you guys have leveled up, you get you have been getting automatically the average hit point boost instead of rolling for the yeah, different instead of rolling things. a die okay. and then adding whatever bonus. Blah blah blah. So what I think I'll do, and this is um, stealing from Critical Role because everybody does this. This is a pretty common rule: is when you level up, you roll whatever your hit die is. So I guess for a fighter, it's probably a d10. I'm guessing. I don't know. So Garth rolls his d10 plus constitution or whatever and it whatever there's a formula you can look at it you'll see it but the only that was i think that was the other big thing i learned in reading the uh player's handbook was yeah that process what the difference between hit dice and hit points and all that is yeah yeah um so yeah when you level up what what part of the handbook is that described in I'm not really sure. Should I just browse it? I was looking at it today, but I didn't get too into it. Yeah, you can browse it. It's it's, it's pretty late. In, it's like near the end-ish before the spells. Um, I think it's listed in the index under like healing and healing and battle, I want to okay. say. It's a cool book. I, I, like, I would suggest getting a, a hard copy of it. It's fun to flip through. Yeah, I, I have a hard copy of the main three as well. And I, even though I have a lot of those on digital, I still prefer just using the physical ones it feels it yeah. feels right you know the three so dungeon master's guide player's oh, handbook monster and manual. monster manual yeah. Yeah. okay yeah the other like expansion shit i got is all just digital um but yeah you should have access to that digital too if you want it's it's a little bit of a weird way to find it um but you can peruse it just on the website too yep um so yeah rather than Rather than just automatically taking the average, you would actually roll a die to get your hit, hit points when you level up. Uh, except if you roll a one, you can re-roll it because rolling a one when you level up sucks. So <laughs> yep. always re-roll a one. <laughs> so two, two, you gotta roll with it. Two, you gotta stick with that. But all right, what what uh, stakes are we, can we put on this uh, arm wrestling match? Because I mean, right now. Does it always work that like there's a pool of treasure for everybody? You that's up to you guys. If you want to split it evenly, and then you you can like uh, spend your chunk of it as you see fit, or do it as a pool. That's totally your call. Um, wait, are we, so we're we doing this for level threes? No, no, I was just saying in the future. I think for the first three, it's fine to do the average, just because you'll get a good baseline. But from here on out, we would actually roll it. Yeah, now we can really suffer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was watching YouTube videos all weekend about like all kinds of weird ass like hardcore rules about like <laughs> making this whole goddamn thing harder. When I'm like, yeah, I like it, I like it. So we might fuck around with the rules quite a bit. We shall see. Yeah, like something that impressed me in reading the player's handbook was like all of D and D seems like it's designed that you can start and get going without knowing the intricacies. Yeah. Like, you mean like just levels of disclosure of complexity is meant like 
you could start without knowing anything and it can walk you through doing character creation and then once you understand slow traveling gives you the advantage on catching people that are hiding on the way or you can move fast but it'll take more food right. like there's yeah and a lot of that shit is kind of so much complexity yeah. that you don't need but like yeah and that, that's up to me to kind of like decide what are those things i want to actually have you guys do or not and like you know it's good to for you to know the rules but you don't have to you know yeah um but yeah no i i i actually just kind of enjoy reading it so yeah if you guys have the books or just want to look online it's fun to poke around Definitely. Uh, yeah, so as far as money goes, that's up to you guys what you want to do with that. Um, uh, well, if we're if we're not adventuring and we're going to hang at Fungus and Flagons, um, loser gets the drinks from the bar or something. <laughs> All right, there you go. So you're plus five. I am plus zero. So that sounds fair. And by the way, the other two guys here who are watching, you can get involved. I don't know how, but that's up to you. But you don't have to be passive observers here. Um, I like to watch. All right, so I'm. So Garth and I are sitting on opposite sides of one of the tables. I've got my ginger ale. It's about half half empty. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not drunk, but I got a. He's a, hammered on. I got a burp ale. on. Uh, on cue here. So I cast Mage Hand, and um, as soon as as soon as our hands clasp, it's gonna s- just smack smack him in the back of the head. Wait, what is? Say it again. As soon as our hands clasp, I'm casting Mage Hand, and I'm gonna smack <laughs> him in the back of the head. All right. I'm fucking ready for that All shit. Right, okay. mm-hmm. So you're just taunting him, I guess. All right, okay. And I'm going to cast message um, so only he can hear me. I'm going to say, you're weak. So you're just getting in his head. You're literally taking up real estate in his head. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay, three, two, one, strength check. All right, first roll in the new die. 14 plus zero. I got a really slow roll here. I got a 13 plus 3. Fuck. Oh, so yeah, we're going to go best out of like three. We're going to go three stages. So so you are leaning now this way. The or, thing is, I'm I'm going to rip his arm off, not just to win <laughs> the arm wrestling. I mean her. All right. Okay. Uh, that, that's how it's going to end. And duly noted. Talk. Remember when I said I'd kill you last? <laughs> I lied. Exactly. Uh, so I, I, I cast Charm Person. Oh, okay. How's that work? <laughs> um, charm person. They have to make a Wisdom saving throw, and they do with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If well, that's tricky. I don't know how that works with this because you are. So I'm fighting. Uh, well, it's not. I guess it's not technically fighting. It's competition, and, and, and a Goliath would view this as fighting, so. Okay. Uh, so he makes a wisdom saving throw. If uh, he fails it, he's charmed by the spell until me or my companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance, which I guess he already is. 
but more friendly. His, his competitive edge will be shaken a little bit, so I guess you're going to do a wisdom save with advantage. Trying to roll yet? Yeah, or yeah, go for it. Yeah, you're, it you're saving on his... Okay. Are you wise? I don't think you're wise, are you? I know I'm not. Let's see how wise I am. Plus one. 21 wise, motherfucker. Uh, Take that charm. Yeah, he did shove it up your ass. It did not work at all because your save DC is 12. Damn he it. definitely saved the shit out of that. So, But also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that means also he knows, he's aware that you just did that to him. And I'm imagining. Yeah, they know if it fails and they know after their charm. All right. Okay. Strength check two. Go for it. 10. Fuck. <laughs> Going to dice jail yeah. on the first day. Fucking. Yes. <laughs> what a waste. Against my digital dice, I'm fucking destroying you. Wait, what are we doing? Strength yeah, again? Yeah. Yep. Damn it. Wait, so wait. 12. What was, wait, did you did I beat you with that? I was 10. 10. Oh, okay, so yeah, 10 you're, you're, you're two thirds of the way down. You're struggling mightily, but putting up actually a little bit better of a fight than you'd think. Maybe that's because he's going easy on you. Um, I, I don't mean to be. I mean to be going. <laughs> going to rip his arm off like a Wookiee rips arms off. <laughs> Let the Goliath win. Um, oh. hmm. We don't know Garth that well, right? He he kind of joined us a little late. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, know his backstory as well. Um, like a couple days. Yeah. Two, three days. Well, not like a week. A week. So... Let's see. I'm gonna cast disguise self on myself to be a female Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna pull my shirt down a little bit. I heard you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> this is like Bugs Bunny with Car- lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> charisma. Save uh, check. Charisma check. Okay. Okay. Charisma. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> he got me killed. What was it? 19. 19. Oh, Fucking shit. Got an iron will. He's not distracted. Good try, though. Good try. All right. Strength check. I'm running out of ideas here. All right. Come on, Goldie. So at what point does his arm come out of its socket? I'll give it to you on a 14. natural 20. I got a 19. <laughs> oh, you got a 19. Damn it. Did you really? Wait. On your, your next save or your strength? My charisma your check. Charisma. That, doesn't, that doesn't count. You need you need a natural what? 20 on your strength check. I'm going to be very oh. disappointed if I have one arm from now on. <laughs> <laughs> he said out of the socket, not out of the... Out of oh, like okay. Your, you're not going to lose your whole arm, but... I'll put it back. Get that play on hands ready. <laughs> it's just not going to be I'll, pleasant. I'm going to pit it in with a dagger. I got a 14 on the strength check. Garth. Come on. Rolling. Come on. 18. Oh, fucking. You're down. Boom. Damn. Glasses on the table go clinking and falling off onto the floor. The five people who are in the tavern with you because it's a rundown town are like, ah, yeah. They're loving it. And they have a very puzzled look on their face when I 
transmogrify from a female Goliath into a four foot eight weirdly enough, half elf. Weirdly enough, they are drunk enough they don't really seem to notice. Okay. All right, next round's on me. What do you want there, yes. Darth? Scott, you can just send me your dice. They obviously do better for me than you. I know, shit. Were you rolling uh, gold or red there? That was gold. Unfortunately. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take my walking around dice. I'm going to take the mead and the most expensive fungi, some truffle. Ooh, I know it's not yeah, on the menu, yeah. but uh, my friend's going to pay oh, for it. Oh, he's got it. Secret menu. Bexley's like, ah, uh, yep. On it, on it. Gotcha. I think it's important that we keep our money pooled. Pooled or, or, <laughs> or separate? <laughs> I mean. I, I'm just saying, I don't want to pay for his mushrooms. It's from it's, it's from the community fund, but <laughs> I'll, I'll pick it up at the bar for him. That's... that's... <laughs> on you to hash that out damn all right we have a, we have a victor do we have a, another challenger anyone 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 all right so if no one's gonna come up from the group then one of the locals a farmer from down the road past the road that you guys came in on to the east fellow by the name of Ulrich Kruer, he's going to step up. He's taking you on, man. All right, now this dude is, for a human, pretty decent size, but he's still a good two, two and a half feet shorter than you. But uh, he's got his beer balls going, so. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to be less friendly to him than I was to Tark. <laughs> oh, less friendly. Yeah. 15. S strength? Yeah. Not bad. A 15 plus 3. Oh, 18. All right. So you're... Damn, you're rolling good, man. Cutting through. Just like you were with, uh, with Tark. I cast Mage Hand directly... So... I'm gonna... Is it reasonable to assume that I'm, like, right next to this guy? Because he pulled up to the end of the table. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting yeah, at the end. Yeah, you're just, like, standing around the... There's, like, bench-type bench, bench type seating or something like that. But, yeah, you're, you're close quarters. So I cast Mage Hand. I reach over and I lick one of the fingers on the hand... And then it inserts it into his ear and wiggles it. Can you can you lick a finger on a page? <laughs> the wet willy, spectral wet willy. Well, you know what? I'll give it to you. Um, the moist mage right, hand. So he's gonna. Uh, the, 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 that would be. Oh, he rolled a three on his wisdom check. That distracted the shit out of him. Oh, awesome! All right, so he gets disadvantage on his next roll. Also, he turns he turns to look at you and he's like trying to figure out who the hell did it. He's like swatting at you like what the fuck? Ah. And he rolls What kind of damage do I do on the <laughs> He rolled a 2 on his strength check. Want, 3, I, I guess. I want hit points off. Oh, he doesn't have many. He's probably got like 6. All right. <laughs> I'll take he's five. A farmer. He's a farmer. Wait, what are you doing to him? You're gonna kill the guy. Or if his fucking farm off. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you some damage at the end if you uh, <laughs> eviscerate him. So yeah, he just rolled a three on his next strength check. I think by default you have a plus five, so you can't roll. You can't roll low. Yeah, plus low three. Low. Oh, plus three. Yes, yeah, so I rolled seventeen. Can you see? You 22. can see my rolls, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, this dude is. I thought he. I thought he was going to stand a chance, but uh, everybody around him, all his townsfolk, are looking at him, like booing at him. Bah! They're throwing food and pretzels and shit at him. All right. Last one. Uh, ten. He's running ten. out of steam. He's running out of steam. Yeah. Oh shit! You see that? Jesus! Did it come out? I didn't see. Twenty-one. Roll the twenty-one. His fucking arm came off. <laughs> out of his, his like his forearm snapped, like both bones in it. Twenty-one. Yeah, go ahead and give me a D six then for damage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Casually slurps the marrow from his bones. <laughs> Uses it as a straw. <laughs> Three. No, Klingon. Uh, you gonna eat that? that uh, Goliaths were basically Klingons. All right, now I know. Jesus. Yeah, we're, we're fucking huge. All right, so he's got like a disgusting bruise on his shoulder now for the next couple of weeks. I'm sure. But yeah, he stumbles away, demoralized, holding his arm in pain. Nice meeting you, man. Uh, what was your name? His name is Ulrich, and he turns around and kind of Ulrich one armed. He's all right. I'm gonna he, arm he wrestle spit at uh, you, but then actually kind of like grins a little bit. So. It's Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Oh yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's more of like a Def Leppard guy. The worst drummer ever. <laughs> All right. Dimly's going at it. All right. Oh, God. What am I rolling here? Just a D20 plus strength modifier. All right. 19 plus 3, 22. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he rolled a national Jesus 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that counts for two. That counts for two. Critical hit on your bicep, dude. <laughs> Might have been running out of steam, but he's he's just he's just getting started. He's got. So you I, I cast disguise self on myself again uh, into a wrestling referee, and I jump onto the floor. <laughs> and I'm out of the one, <laughs> two. How about uh, does he does he look like Mario from Punch Out? Because Mario is the referee in Punch Out. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Is that uh, it? No, Do I roll got, again yeah, or what? More. Actually, I, I'm picking up the dice like I'm rolling something. It's you guys. 12 plus 3, 15. <laughs> 21. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You've had 21, 23. I think the random number generator on your browser is <laughs> broken. Oh, like 17. It. See, you 18, don't have to buy dice. 18, so, 19. At Jesus. this point, Gareth has been just wrecking shop so much that dimly, when your arm hits the table, it actually goes through the table. You cracked it. And all the <laughs> goes sliding off that direction onto the floor. And Frenolis says, fuck that, I'm not participating. <laughs> Frenolis is like, killed. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bexley, uh, he's trying to shout over the crowd and everybody's screaming. He's like, ah, you're, you're going to pay for that. I don't know how much a table costs. I'll look it up. How much does a table cost? 
Oh, we'll pay for the table, of course. I'm going to say you're next. I'm going to fucking arm wrestle the uh, bartender. <laughs> he hid behind the bar. I'll, I'll, I'll arm wrestle you. Oh, friend. I don't want to have to hurt you. I don't got much. I'm tiny. I'm only three feet. But let's go. So I think Garth should do it with like one finger and with dis- disadvantage or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll... So at disadvantage, I'll do it with my left arm. Or my pink. I'm going to use my whole body. Uh, so I just roll strength. Yeah. Uh, plus... Uh... Actually, uh, friend, you're going to roll with d20 minus one because your strength is a minus one. <laughs> I'm going to roll a d20. d20 minus one is what you're doing. Yep. All right. Oh. Cool. Nine. Well, 10 That's minus okay. one, so nine. So I roll a 22. Should I do did a disadvantage? You? Did you fucking serious? Jesus Christ. And Greg, if you hit like. Uh, 12 the top is my disadvantage. The top left of your character sheet, there's like the strength thing where it says minus one. You can just tap right there yeah. and it'll roll and, yeah. and add the modifier. Yep. Yeah, that's what I do. Cool. Six. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, I didn't mean right. to do it again. Where, where's six? Again? That was your next roll, oh. man. Six. It counts. It counts. Wait, you have to roll again? So Garth has to critical miss. <laughs> Pretty much. Please do. Nope. <laughs> I think everybody's going to have trouble casting or using our weapon with their one hand. So everybody's disadvantaged for the next, next whole match, next, or next uh, yeah, I, session. Yeah, and all my spells are gone. Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, Tark, Tark, you went down a level, actually, is what happened. Way to maim your entire team. Hey, you guys, I didn't ask for us. I'm just sitting here getting really smashed and smashing some arms. You did say you wanted to rip the guy's arm off. Oh, yeah, yeah but not yours. I mean, I guess... You guys peer pressured me into this. <laughs> I'm angry. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to do this. <laughs> Go smoke more opium, friend. All right? Fine. Don't twist my arm. <laughs> Wait. It's already been done. <laughs> So is that your trio? You have three bowls, one's tobacco, one's opium, and one's pot? Oh, it's, it's a constant mixture. Oh, my God. All right. Yep. Is it like bagpipes? You can like, can you pick which one you want at any time? And, or is it just... just Ooh, that's interesting. I haven't put that much thought into my my pipe, but fuck yeah. It's uh, it's very much like a, uh, like a bagpipe. There's three separate uh, like holes. <laughs> and depending on which one you stick your finger in, <clears throat> yeah, there's a on one-way valve. So if you suck, it comes from the bowls. But if you blow, it goes into the bagpipe infrastructure of the. Sorry, I wasn't following. Who? What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm embarrassed that I lost the fight that I proposed. I think I I should get some money. Got, you got all your drinks for free that night, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're saying inspiration. I mean, he just fucked up five people at the bar. I don't. I don't know how inspiration works. Actually, yeah. You know what? Yes. Yeah, so you know what? I will give it. Yeah. I, I kind of 
half heard you when you said that, but I'm into it. You can have a inspiration point there. Inspiration yeah. role. Yeah. Also, though, I want everybody at disadvantage for a certain for their attacks next time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! You know what? Everybody's arms are sore. I'm gonna roll every time. Every time one of you guys attacks physically. No. Anything next next session? I'm gonna roll a die. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, and I will have a whole system in my head in terms of that. And I, I will give you disadvantage on occasion if it works. All right, we'll see. All right, Damn. so you've definitely you have uh, made some made some friends at the bar tonight. Ingratiated yourselves with the locals. They're they're a fan collectively. Nice. Good thinking. Good idea. And I'm full of soup. And I, <laughs> I'm so, so full of soup today. Yes, and Bexley does actually kind of come over to one of you and say, you know, this is the lively this place has been in quite a while and actually kind of gives you a little bit of an elbow and a thank you for that. He's making money. He's happy. Nice. We'll replace the table if you need it. Good to see you. We'll be back. We're heading off on an adventure up to, uh, what do we call it? We're heading up to uh, Archmire tomorrow. Going to see if we can find some people. You're staying in the inn tonight, though, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Got to sleep all sleep off all this uh, ginger beer. See you in the morning, then, I guess. Yeah, do you have any uh, ice for my broken arm? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I guess they wouldn't uh, have refrigeration, uh, uh, would they? Not so much. No, sorry about that. They have coke. That's all for now. Thanks to Sword Coast Soundscapes for the background audio. 